I do my best to do it. I can't do it. That's usually uh, yeah, Steve I can't Mason. Do it T. Raj does it as well. Uh, AK in the house, Andy Kamenitsky. So AK, no, no, no. Don't, don't, listen, don't beat around the bush. Well, I'm going let's, right into let's it. Let's get to the production, okay? Well, this is what I was going to ask. Okay. I was going to say is we were pitched a couple movies. We were at. It's kind of similar to when you go to. Um, you're getting a presentation and somebody sits you down and yeah. they're, yeah, can I get you a water or a coffee? And um, yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee. Sure. And then they start the presentation. And there were two movies that were pitched to us. One of them was... Commander and Chimp. Yep. And the other one was... Gus 3.0. Gus 3.0. We'll, th- we'll put in Gus 3.0 to the side right now. Right. We didn't can even... you pitch us your movie what here is What is Commander and Chimp? Yeah. Commander and Chimp, it's a, it's a rather simple premise of... <laughs> it's a political satire, a comedy, yeah. I believe, Which really of our said. time. Emily, <laughs> Emily, Emily. So apparently, yeah, let them yeah. let them sort it out. I, Emily, yep. we we've spent the in, like the last four days on what Travis God. and Sliwa going through Commander and Chip, and at this point, you are attached to this project by the thinnest, <laughs> thinnest of margins. Don't push your luck. Anyway. The premise of Commander in Chimp, what I believe is going to be the greatest political satire of our modern era. Of course. There's a president named Bob Johnson. Okay. He has a pet monkey named Bobo. Bob Johnson has a scheming vice president who is power hungry. He wants to be the president. He It's the type of role that in the 90s James Woods would have played. Got before it. Before he sort of excommunicated. I've never seen to, May so locked in. This is, this, I'm, this I'm like, this is, is I'm, this is far more fleshed out than I anticipated. riveting. Right. Yeah. Well, Mace is a former theater owner. Yes, he right. knows, he right. knows what puts butts in seats. I right. talk about I an investor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so hold on. And, and you know, he's got... Cranston, like yeah, Cranston sure. might be. Sure. Brian, I'm sure this is his. We're, kind get, of we're getting off track here. <laughs> I need to know the plot summary. Okay, okay, get back not. to the plot. Yes. Okay. yes. The vice president wants to become president, so he comes up with a scheme where the ballots, you know, they would normally say for re-election, Bob Johnson from whatever party. Yeah. <laughs> he see, creates a typo going. where it okay. says Bobo Johnson, mm. thinking that he's going to be on the ballot with with Bobo. You obviously can't have a chimp as president. Sure. So eventually they're going to decide that the only logical solution is the scheming vice president because we'll put the president. VP in. Yes. Yep. But when Bobo ends up elected, they yes. start going through the Constitution. People they realize, love Bobo. Yes. Well, they realize there's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits a chimp from being president. Yep. He is 35 years old in chimp years, Which like a, a minimum good requirement. Age. I mean, if there's, if there's uh, an age that and, you're looking for. And as it turns for. out, Bob Johnson... Not all that wild about being president anyway, so he has no problem with ceding this over to Bobo. This infuriates, infuriates the scheming vice president, who now is even more angry at the fact that he's no longer serving, you know, at the behest of Bob Johnson, who he considered just... An now idiot. he's serving Bobo. He, a, Bobo. Yes. 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 A monkey is his boss. A chimp yes. is his boss. Okay. So from there, wait, Clinton. Oh, pardon. No, from there, the presentation's not wow. three. Wow. three. I'm I got, blown away. I got to get us to the whole movie. He, from there, tries to undercut Bobo at every turn, <laughs> scheming against him. But all of these schemes backfire to the point where, yep. setting up the sequel, he gets reelected. Sure. Wow. And scene. Okay. All right. And first, scene. first of all, first, yes. first, first of all, that's brilliant. Yes, yes it like, is. Take my money. Have I would gone that far. Like, if we could, is if it we brilliant could, or were no, they no. high as hell? Yeah, well, I was gonna say. Well, number one, pass the B O N G. Number two, if we could make this movie, if we could rewind to 1989, this movie would be perfect. You know, like a post-election year kind of thing. Yeah. And lastly, I'll say. Emily presented this pretty well. Okay, I will. I will defend her. The well, beef while between the, AK and the, the plot points. Just down. the plot points over the last four shows <laughs> spilling out. Emily, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I was okay. like, the listen, creative process <laughs> does cause feelings get hurt. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay, next time, where... wait, just real quick. Next time, if I go on vacation again, yes, and she says BK only with Trav. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a beef. Or like Travis I've never Solo, seen. right? Right. This now, is where guys are available. The crux of our argument came from was because I offered the idea that, wait, shouldn't Andy Serkis play Bobo because he's so talented at this like movement no. and he was the plan <laughs> no. B's guy. Why wouldn't he do it? Actually, well, hold no. on. why wouldn't Andy Serkis do the motion cap for, uh, you want to use an actual chip. An actual chip. Yeah. We're not relying yeah. on gimmicks, I, man. I, I, and I, so to, to the point of the respect. whole bit, this doesn't really work if the chimp is a little too real. Right. Like it's got to be an actual, an actual animal that's yes. doing yeah. animal yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think they got a point. Yeah. And, and honestly, 
without going too far down a road, I know that the overlords don't <laughs> not appreciate. That we've gone too far. Yeah. Go ahead. No, not at like, all. Like this. This is, if anything, not satirical enough of our current politics. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, I, it's not too far over the top. There is no such thing as too far. <laughs> no, anymore. no. Like, Veep right now, if anything, feels too on the yeah. nose. It doesn't feel like satire anymore. Yes. Well, let's take some calls from some Republicans. Bobo. Yeah. yeah. Take some calls from some Democrats. Yeah. And then just kind of get their No, no I, yeah. I have not they established. They get along, by the way. Did you take yes. both? I've not established Bobo as a member of either party. Either party. Like, he could like, be independent, for all we sure. know. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's serving the people. That's all we know. I mean, yeah. chimps these days. <laughs> yeah. He's stunned. Stunned with so anyway, that's the premise of Commander in Chief. That's, that's genuinely you. good. This was created by, the, by... And the title, I mean, honestly... Yeah, that, that's the cell. <laughs> yeah. You can get kids honestly, in the theater with that. Yeah. I kind of like it for real, and there's probably some producer out there saying... Well, yep. Jay yeah, Moore, yeah. according to Ireland, Jay Moore has attached himself to this already. <laughs> really? I've not heard from Jay, but he's attached himself... I've already in said... role. Well, here's the thing. A producer. <laughs> I've already promised him if he wants the role of Bob Johnson. He'd be good. But the vice president, which really is the best role. It's the critical role yeah. in the film. He's got to read. Yeah, people think. Yeah, he's going to have to read. He's going to have yeah. to read. Yeah. It's yeah. too yeah. good of a it's too, role. It's too tight. Yeah. No disrespect to Jay Moore, but he has yeah. to read. Yeah. People think uh, Trav went out golfing. Trav is finding investors. Hey, oh, he's pressing, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, pressing he's, the flesh. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. All right, so um, Clint here. Played pickleball yesterday. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. So he has. Have I you gotten out yet? Played yet? You've yet to play. No. Is there, yeah, is, we went out and played earlier. This was that this last week. We BK, will there week. be BK? AK, will there be any training from your side? Whatsoever? I actually want to try. It's difficult to find pickleball courts are crowded now. They're booked up. That in is, advance. by the way, a trick. That's real. It's, it's hard to get onto yes. a pickleball court. Emily, what story did I send you yesterday that said we're leading the show with this? <laughs> Back where I'm, I told my boys back home, by the way, my boys that I played high school ball with, I was like, yo, dude, I played pickleball yesterday. Fun as hell. Like, I guarantee, give it a shot. My buddy texts me back. He says, I would, but sends me a text to a story. Apparently in Arlington, They're outside awful. of D.C. Oh, I read this. People are bullying kids off of playgrounds in order to be here? able to use the pickleball courts, and this is turning Damn. into a problem. Pickleball mafias are roaming suburbs of America yeah. in order to be able to play. Yeah, when so I this read problem this article, is understandable. I wondered, like... As a station, are we contributing to the problem? Like, of just pick up bullying well, pickleball there's, yeah. there's just a few of us, really, that are taking it seriously <laughs> at this point, so I'm not sure if we're putting a dent in it. But I, I there should like be a place where you... Yeah, you haven't played... Annie Bryant... Uh, DeMarco's playing, like, every day. Apparently, he always plays every right. day. It, I can see that. It's fun. Clinton went out. Kaplan hasn't played yet. Kaplan has not played yet. We talked. But Kaplan to, has, but Kaplan has, has played. played before. Oh yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. He also has, from what I understand, it's in his bloodline. Is what we learned. Yesterday. It's People, in his um, yeah. bloodline. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Kaplan <laughs> from Boca. Were, were calling us uh, soft uh, because of the current weather outside. It is so friggin' cold. Thank you. Okay. Are Thank you case are you playing in? Let's just say, as an example, I said, "Hey, show ends. Let's yep. go play." Are you playing in this weather? Or uh, no? my ankle. I had some yeah, work yeah, on my right. ankle last week. What does that mean? What he's got, he's got a trainer. He's two to four weeks. He's so. I uh, no, I, years and years ago, I shattered my right okay. foot, right ankle on camera. And, on camera, yeah. and so I have nine screws and a plate in there. And so now, twenty years later, I've got all kinds of arthritis and crap in there because okay. of the metal. And so I Damn. went to legit physical night. therapy. Yeah, okay. physical therapy. All right, that's that's reasonable. Okay. So I don't think it's smart for me to go out day after physical therapy. I would agree with my that. foot's kind of sore, and it's like. 20 degrees. Yeah, it's cold. It's like, so cold. Sorry, all of you people claiming folks are soft this down at 30. Yeah, I moved to California because I wanted it to be warm. Exactly. No, that's but why I'm And it's windy as yes, hell, too. Yes, another factor. But that's the problem is I don't think any of us said we're not soft. We That's part of what we're talking about here. The weather is freezing well, cold out well, there. I mean, if, if that's the case, half of California is soft. What are we doing? Like, I, I've lived in cold weather, yeah. all right? Like... I, I it's not great. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, and I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. It was cold, cold. Yeah. But this is cold by our yeah. standards. Yeah. Like, you want to you be cold and be hard? Go live in Minnesota. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know? I don't need that. So, I was mentioning, um, so, left for a couple of days, took vacation. Yeah. Where'd you, you never disclosed. Oh, no. He disclosed oh, where he I went. missed it. What did you there do? There is nothing. I went to, um, I went to the valley. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> nice. So, I went to, I was in Mexico. Okay. Went to San Miguel de Allende. Let is me tell you, I hope if I you right. saw a picture of this place, Day you would have thought it was in a Bond or Indiana Jones. Movie. And we're, we're in Mexico? Central Mexico. Central Mexico. Yeah. Interesting. And, Not on the um, coast. It is. No, it's actually, I think, like seven, eight hours away from the How'd coast. you find it? Um, so I guess a couple years back, I mentioned this to him. 
I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. My girl had wanted to go, and she had some friends that went within the last couple of years. I think before COVID, right. they had gone. If you go, if you look it up, it's it's a, it's actually it's it's again and a movie beautiful backdrop, beautiful really? city. action it's scene in awesome, a small town square with a big building in the middle. Awesome, city, pretty cool. Okay? So I I bring that up because so here we are. They're kind of staple in this place is really famous cathedral. The cathedral is kind of like the center of the city. Oh, cool. Okay. And they got there's, history, real there's, history. There's churches all over the place. I described it, Mace, as the kind of place that back in the day probably had a wall around it that, like, at night you close the wall because yeah. that's how the village protected itself, yes. kind of thing. So we go, we visit the cathedral. There's no, there's kind of like everywhere you go, there's an image of the cathedral. Cathedral's kind of down, the city kind of goes up. So, mm-hmm. like, every view that you have is a cathedral. Sure. So <laughs> we're leaving the cathedral and we're starting to walk. I'm not one block away from the cathedral. And beautiful restaurants, cafes. Nice. There's all these restaurants. Like a that, square. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. school, Mexico, all of this. All Real these cool. uh, restaurants, a lot of them um, are on rooftops, so it's all that. I'm leaving the cathedral, and I'm just walking like a block, and I just look. Starbucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> Starbucks has the best real estate in San Miguel. De so it is next to the cathedral. I'm, I'm literally, I'm not kidding when I tell you it's one block Can away you use my cathedral. favorite unit of measurement, which is... How many baseball relay throws would it take to get there? Could you hit it with a baseball from the cathedral? Or would it, it will take roll, like one relay? It will roll and it will hit it. Okay, so that's one throw. Wow. Yeah. So one throw, it will roll and it will eventually <laughs> hit it. I wow. just think that's so funny that I, I'd mention this. I don't know how you guys feel when you see some of these places, but when you're you feel like you're in an area, I'm like, man, this is really special. Right. Wow, look at the history. How cool is this? Yeah. And then 17 seconds later, I can go get a. Um, a spinach feta wrap, I think, is what I used <laughs> yes, before. That's as what an I, I like the sp- I had a spinach feta wrap this morning. Does that not- Mace is the one at that Starbucks. Sandwich, yeah. <laughs> Does that not kind of ruin a little bit of you know? Anytime all, all these great tourist, all these great historical sites have now become cluttered with all kinds. Like if you go to Rome, if you go to the Vatican, all around the Vatican, oh, yeah? it's like tourists. Hawking stuff, and no matter where you go, this exists. There's a an infringement of of the history and the and and the legendary status of these places. Here's the funny thing: the building that it's in, like a historic building. You know, you're just thinking to yourself, and then there's just the Starbucks letters right. They on didn't top even of try it. to fit in with the motif of the neighborhood. Sometimes you companies do change. that, and it's kind of cool. You can't change the building, right. so you can't change the outside structure of the building. So right. that that still stands. But there's just that green marker. Starbucks, right? I was telling him burned into your brain. Yes. I went to I went to Zion last year and <laughs> the entrance of the national um the national park, right to your left as you're going in, there's subway. I see it just a, a green Subway on your way into Zion. A green yellow sign of subway. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of takes Have it away your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know if that takes away for you guys, but every time I see that I'm like, is it what am I gonna do here? With uh, with a star, it's, it's kind of like in a movie where you seen the boot, like the boom shadow, like yes. the boom mic, yeah. right? And it sort of breaks the breaks yeah, the fourth breaks the illusion. What yeah. you guys got going on today? <sighs> Big sigh. I, oh, it turned into down there for a minute, didn't I? <laughs> didn't I? Uh, we uh, we got uh, first of all, we're digging in a little bit to uh, the uh, the pickleball situation. Do you, does your team have a name yet? Yeah, we do. What is what's the name? Can for I say the, it? Yeah. Dick Van Exel. That's great. I like that. Now, I get such a thrill saying that. Now, does your team have yes, a name, Clinton? You people. Right. You that's people, what, that's, that's like a Lindsay. horse name so that like when it's called out loud, it's going to sound funnier. You know, Do the Cam funny. Brothers have a name yet? Yes. It's a TBD Happy Hour. Okay. I Going, like that. The, the longtime listeners will <laughs> remember what we're referencing. Anybody know Shadano and Cap's team name? I, I don't. Know. Oh wait, no, I do know it. It's uh, we talked spicy about spicy and kosher, spicy and kosher, spicy yes. and kosher. Which I, I like said that. sounds like the kind of place that you go in when you're stoned at the mall, and you say, "Oh yeah, I'd like good that." Afternoon. And of course, good afternoon, afternoon to you. <laughs> good afternoon. So, uh, I, Slee, you missed this entire thing, but yeah. uh, my pickleball partner is now officially my brother Brian Mashansky, who is flying in oh, from this Toledo, is a big Ohio. Deal. They're putting them up, putting them up at a big luxury hotel. Staying here at the Ritz. first first class limousines and everything. Guest room and a flight on Spirit. <laughs> so he was on the show with us uh, last week, and Ramona was uh, was doing the show with me, and he dropped my family nickname, which is uh, TT. Everybody in my family calls me TT. Really? 
So this has now become a thing. You're the third person I've seen learn this in front of Mace in do the last you, three days. Do you, are you upset that people yeah. know oh, that yeah. it's TT? Oh, yeah. And Morales just throwing oh, it yeah, back no. at me. Everybody I mean, Morales always, would never what? use hey, that. TT. Yeah. 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 Think of all the different things in Mace's life that, that for could. a while, well, that for a while <laughs> right. he was keeping secret. Right. Like uh-huh. he came out eventually as gay. Yep. He came out as gray. Yep. This though has stayed under wraps for years. This, since this then, this was is a the very dark secret. secret. <laughs> yes. So Have the you name to your brother since. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah, we're we're planning practices okay. and all this. I stuff. just think, but the, the name TT. of uh, of our pickleball team is the Fighting Titties. Fighting Titties. Alan Sleeva, for those of you not watching on YouTube, is blushing. Yes, that's what's happening right now. That's amazing. That made him blush. That is. I said it could be. The flying TTs, but it could not, be. But so. yeah, no, it's yeah. I, I found out about our name. I go, I leave for a couple of days, and we already have a team name. So why I, are you complaining I, about this? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay, this is the only reason. Um, look, I was a I was a big Nick Van XL fan, but in the nineties, um, I don't know. I just thought Eldon or Vlade. Oh, or, sure. Uh, maybe Eddie Jones. Some respect to the roster. Yep. He went Sedale three. Sedale yes, three Sedale was three. good. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Van that's XL. the first name that popped yeah, in my head. That's for exactly me yeah. too. I feel like Nick Van Exel was too good. Oh, okay. Right? That's, a, that's, way, that's an obvious Jones, pick. To be mocked. Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Jones was Eddie every bit as really good. As, he was, as was Eddie Vlade. Really yeah, Vlade was, was every bit as good, too. He Side got bar. his Kobe. Uh, I went to the game, the USA uh, game, and Vlade was, the soccer game, Vlade was at the game. People oh, stood yeah, up, Vlade, Divac. They put him up on the uh, uh, the big screen, and what do, what do you think it would say if Vlade was up there with the, underneath Chiron? What do you think it would say? Hall of Famer, former Laker. Didn't draft Luca. <laughs> Didn't draft Luca. It yeah. just said former NBA player. I was like, "That's it." What? I'm like, "He's Vladi Divas. That's the best you could come up with." It was hilarious. Still smoking. I wonder. What? Still smoking. Looks great. Yeah. Pack tremendous, Pack tremendous ambassador for the handsome man My- community. Michael, for sure. Michael will always say, anytime the Lakers are going to play the Kings, anytime they're going to play the Hawks and it's Trey Young, anytime it has anything to do with Luca, I can't believe Vladi didn't draft Luca. There was a time that Vlade came by to say hi to them. He was at the game. And I'm like, you didn't mention it to me. He's like, I can't tell him to his face. I I, kind of feel bad for Vlade because in retrospect, obviously, the trade for Kobe's rights is so lopsided in retrospect. It makes you forget, like, Vlade was really good. No, he yeah. Was, yeah. He was I'm really never, good. Who in this world is forgetting that Vlade Divac was a good basketball player? I think a saw lot, him. Actually, I think a lot of people because Kobe was Kobe. Yeah. I mean, right. I guess, but like, Vladi Divas yeah, is Vladi Divas. Like, he's in, was, he's he in the basketball. He's yeah. in the basketball Hall of Fame. Like, yes. this is not up for debate. All right, Super Cross Talk powered by In and Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason in Ireland coming up next. Andy Kamenitsky in for John Ireland. Stay See you right tomorrow, Slee. TT in Ireland, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah! Ah! Good afternoon. Good, Good afternoon, afternoon to you. you. Good afternoon. So uh, what's up, Pump people? By the way, you know who can easily be replaced? Morales can be replaced by ChatGTP. We were doing GPT. We were, whatever. I'm I'm close. I'm trans, but GPT. So uh, Morales can definitely be replaced because I like I just put in write a promo for Mason and Ireland, and out comes a promo for Mason and Ireland. All right, read it's it. It's easy as that. Read it. Uh, this one. Uh, let me see. Make it more conversational. This, by the way, have you played with this? <laughs> this one's too formal. 
Make it more conversational, and this will be like Morales' version. Hey there, sports fans. It's time to get hyped because the ultimate sports talk duo is back on 710 ESPN. You guessed it. You guessed it. It's none other than Steve Mason and John Ireland. They're bringing you the latest and greatest in sports news every weekday from noon to 3. Here's the last But we're not thing. on noon to 3. But, I, by the way, it figured out when we were on. It went and searched and figured out when we used to do the from show. And it five was years close. ago. Pretty close. Look, there's always a chance you're going to be back at noon to three at some point. Yeah. I mean, you guys have moved around enough that noon to three is a safe bet. Here's what is keeping, though, Morales' job okay. for the time being. Yep. You can't do live imaging Tuesday or Thursday yet with the chat program. Yet. 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 That is what's keeping Morales's thin hopes of a job alive. Yeah, yeah. Now, it'll be tougher to replace us. It will be easy to replace Morales. Well, until, though, you take into account Lit. Yeah. He's cr- you can't do Lit without Morales. You can't do Lit without Morales. You're absolutely right. Here's the, but here's the uh, weird thing about it is that um, you, uh, and I was going to bring this up later, but we'll, we'll do it now. How can you tell, uh, as a teacher, if somebody wrote their own term paper or wrote it on chat GPT? What is the manner in which, like, give me a subject. Give me any subject. I happen to have this thing. It's always open. (laughs) I always am ready to Um, chat GTP something. American history. Okay. Uh, Be more specific. Yeah, U.S. history. Uh, George Washington becomes president. Yeah. Write a term paper about Washington (laughs) becoming president. Okay. Now, tell me if you can... Uh, titled George Washington, first president of the United States of America. George Washington is widely regarded as one of the most significant uh, uh, American figures in history. God, this thing got all screwed up. Um, uh, despite his widespread popularity, Washington was initially hesitant to accept the presidency. He had already served his country for nearly as many years as he was eager to retire and spend more time with his family. On and on and on. It writes a term paper. And by the way, not a short, it's still writing. It's still writing the term paper. Now, how the hell is a teacher supposed to know if you did it or if ChatGPT did it? Okay, a couple telltale signs. First of all, if it's too perfect. Like, depending on the age of the kid or whatever, if there are not enough mistakes, you're going to know that the chat did it. So misspell a word. Program it to misspell a few things. Secondly, the student that is this lazy to do the chat writing their paper, it's going to end up leaving out some of the stuff that you're supposed to have mentioned in your paper. Like, the things specifically that you talked about, like, with George Washington. Right. That's going to be the telltale sign. Is teachers knowing the stuff you're supposed to bring up? Did you bring it up or not? So, Bergman, you say there's some device with which a teacher can use this to decipher if it was AI that wrote it or if the kid wrote it? I believe that there is an a, there's a new AI that teachers can use to check the other AI oh, to it. see whether or not oh, it is AI related. AI situation. Right. So there is that whole situation. But also, I mean, you can go on to... All teachers should have chat GPT also, and they can just type in, write me something on George Washington becoming president. And if the exact same thing comes up, it was well, done by chat it, GPT. Like, for example, add wood and teeth. Greg, okay, you, just stum- you, just stumbled, about that. you just stumbled onto the solution. Right. It's going to be the equivalent of when one kid gets caught cheating off another kid when they have identical papers, when 15 papers come in <laughs> right. written exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same way. That's yes. how you're going to know the chat did it. That is. So, uh, I, I wasn't going to start there, but what the hell? It's Ash Wednesday today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to tell who's Catholic. Because, uh, <laughs> and that, no, it is. It's easy to tell who's Catholic because they get the they get the smudge. We call it the smudge on the forehead. You get the ashes. I, I got the, get the ashes. Yeah, you get the ashes. Yeah. Is that uh, actually what it's called, a smudge? Yeah, I've, I've heard it called a smudge. Oh. You get the smudge of ashes. I Do you feel know like where that's the, wrong. You know where the yeah. ash comes from? No, last I... year's Palm Sunday. <laughs> Craig and I are sitting out a lot. They burn. <laughs> they burn last year's last sun. Uh, uh, Palm Sunday palms to make the ashes that you get this year. 
Oh, that's interesting. Oh. You're also not supposed to wow. wipe off the ashes. Mm-hmm. That's the other part of it. And we saw uh, Carlos Saisu today has got it. I saw Sage Steele was, uh, had the ashes, had the smudge. Mad Dog Chris Russo had the smudge today. So it's interesting. Um, it's a great tradition, and it raises this question. And I know you guys are part of the tribe. And Ka- Are you Jorge? Uh, are you Catholic? He is Jorge. I am Jorge. <laughs> yeah, no, are you Catholic? Uh, I was raised, but, uh, you know, I got too good at it that I don't follow no oh, more, like yeah, you say. So I, I don't pra- I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. I got too good at it. I don't have to practice anymore. So I've used that line a million times, and it always kills. So I like what, it. what are we giving up for Lent? Nothing. Nothing? No. Why? No. I'm good. Again, I'm Jewish, and so is Andy. I'm not yeah, giving Yeah, we're not giving anything, anything up. For a why, holiday Jorge, that I don't why aren't you celebrate. Giving something up? I've never given anything up. Never? No. You never gave up chocolate. You never gave up. No, no, never. No. We always gave something up. And then uh, Friday is filet fish sandwiches from McDonald's. Oh, we, well, never eat, we never <laughs> eat fish on Fridays. And that's just a tradition that goes back. Again, I don't, I'm, I don't practice anymore. But that's a big thing is filet fish on Friday. Pretty soon you can get your filet fish not just at McDonald's, but you can get the $2 7-Eleven fish sandwich. No, I'm not getting fish from it's, 7-Eleven. It's available. It's an option. Not getting fish from Sushi 7-Eleven. for five bucks. Yeah, no, no $5 sushi from 7-Eleven. I'm, okay, I'm going to stick up. A lot of the supermarket sushi is, if nothing else, fine. Well, Travis says the Albertsons has got a sushi yeah. chef. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ralph's does, too. They've, they've got somebody there. It's not like a vending machine or something like that. No, right. don't, don't hate on uh, grocery store sushi. It's I, really good. First of all, I didn't bring up grocery stores. Well, Andy why did Andy did. have to? Well, I was. Why did I was defend it? I brought up Seven Eleven. Right. You're right. You were knocking, somebody was knocking it. Though. Someone had to be knocking yeah, it. You were defending it. it. I did not. Ma- I said Seven Eleven. It's delicious. <laughs> no, no, no. Seven Seven Eleven already. He's it's instigating. too early for He's you to mess with me. Look at Jorge. I am Jorge. Are you Jorge? Are you Jorge? Yeah. It actually is called the Smudge, by the way. Is it? I told you why Christian. Why Christians wear ashes for Ash Wednesdays and give it says especially Catholics wearing a smudge of ashes. It's a smudge. It's, it a, it's a little cross Ash, on your forehead. An explanation of the smudge on the fo- on my forehead. I think it's a good advertisement every year for Catholicism. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a marketing campaign. Well, like, well, I mean, Jesus is getting marketed right now. Uh, it's true. There's a lot. Oh of, my God, the Jesus of ads are crazy. There's They're a, everywhere. A lot. Yeah. Of them. Well, good for him. <laughs> about curating. time he gets a. About time he gets his due. Um, all right, Jesus. So. My ankle, by the way, you were making fun of my ankle and getting it worked on. Uh, I was. That's why I can't play pickleball tonight. Because mm-hmm. that's silly. Uh, it is not silly. Um, well, I tell had me this, why, then. I had this thing called gua sha. So I go to my Chinese medicine lady, and she takes this. Uh, it almost looks, I'm trying to think what it looks like. It's a smooth uh, kind of stone tool, and she scrapes my foot like scrapes it to loosen everything up to break it up so my foot is really sore today that's why i'm not playing pickleball plus it's cold and windy i can tape it for you no that's all right you hear that second part it was that part plus it's cold and windy yeah Yeah, that's that's the reason you don't want to do it if you want mace at his best for the actual tournament he can't risk further aggravating this ankle like this is load management. Right, it is load management. It's like see what hey i'll try to find a court tonight well wait a minute are you are you playing tonight? Yeah, I got my clothes and stuff in the car. Burger, yeah, are you? we're playing. Yeah, we're playing. Where are you going to go play? Well, that's why we said Sliwa's going to try. Oh, Sliwa's right. going to find. Sliwa's going to try. He said he promises yeah. he's going to try. Yeah, that, yeah me too. So Pasadena or Burbank, <laughs> or yeah, if you, or sure. somebody on Twitter, just let us know. Yeah, if you go got play. a court, I yeah. want to play. Yeah, me too. All right, I don't care about the cold and the wind like all you other people. It's my ankle. Uh huh. My ankle hurts too. Yeah, I'm going to wrap it. You're going to wrap my ankle. Sure. No, no, I'm going to wrap my ankle. Oh, good, good. <laughs> and then 7-Eleven sushi after. Yeah, good for you. It's a full night for you. Ooh. All right, coming up next, uh, Andy Kamenetsky's here. He is the host of the uh, co-host of the Locked On Lakers podcast. It's available everywhere you get your podcast, Mace. Five is days aren't a week. you the guy who does the Lakers dance party hoedown on your phone? Is on there YouTube. a YouTube component? As a matter of fact, there is a YouTube component <laughs> also available five <laughs> yeah, days I a week. I love this joke. Yes, <laughs> you, you can watch or listen, or both, to Excellent. the show. So I want to get your thoughts on the most t- important 23 games in the history of LeBron James' career, <laughs> according to LeBron James. Uh, that's coming up next for you. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. Yeah, welcome back to uh, TT and Ireland. AK. Yeah. 
and AK is in for John. No goofy family nicknames for you? Uh, no. None. There's never been one. The, the, does your mom call you AK? She does not. Um, she should. She still doesn't really understand what I do. Like She's all. from far, right. She doesn't really, like my mom is in the desert. She listens on her Alexa every day and uh, they gather together on the couch and listen and they, they have a, a good, she knows what I'm doing. Your mom, it must seem like a completely foreign To concept. put this in perspective, when LeBron passed Kareem, yeah. you know, I couldn't pick up when my mom called because I was in the middle of dealing with everything that comes with LeBron passing Kareem. Yes. But she called to leave a message to find out if I was watching LeBron passed Kareem. Like, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear? Yes, Mom is the host of the Locked on Lakers show. Available five days a week wherever you get yeah, your podcast, yeah. iTunes, Stitcher. There's a YouTube component, YouTube component which I guarantee she's never seen. Yeah. She still really does not understand what I do at all. Does Jan really understand what you do, Bergman? I mean, unless it's Fast Track. Bobcat. That's, That's right. the only time she, she doesn't understand. But no, fast track. she understands. She's very proud of me. Is she a fan? My mom is listen? very proud, yes. She does listen. Yeah. Not every day, but, all the, but enough. Okay, I want to drop one thing in here. Baseball. It is 38 days till opening day. Ooh. 38 days till opening Baseball. day. Baseball. Uh, all right, so uh, Lakers back in the floor, finally back in the floor. It, does this all-star break seem longer than the average all-star break? Because it feels like forever since we've actually had a game. It's felt like forever, but also, too, the Lakers, they won two out of three games with their new look yep. before the all-star breaks. So, if anything, it feels like get back on the court. Like, yeah. get back. I want to see more of this. I want them to keep the momentum that they had going. I want them to get more games under their belt. Yep. Like I want, I am really looking forward to them being back on the court tomorrow versus Golden State. So you brought up earlier, John Ireland is going to bring up tomorrow. Here's a snip. This can be the promo <laughs> for tomorrow's show. Yeah. All right, wait, hold on, hold on. Be quiet so you can record this. Okay. Lookie. This is your lookie. You want to do the lookie? You can do the lookie right now. You can All do right, the lookie right now. Live lookie. Big Thursday on Mason and Ireland. Ireland officially back, and he will st- uh, this is, by the way, what really happened. <laughs> this is actually this is very much behind the scenes. Try again, buddy. Let me go it again. Let me do it again. Big Thursday, Mason and Ireland. Ireland is back from the All-Star break, and he will accuse me of calling the Golden State game a must-win. Andy says that tomorrow's game against Golden State is a must-win. I don't understand how because the season doesn't end if they lose this game. 877-710-ESPN. <laughs> Who's right? There you go. There's your looky. Well, you have to say that you're not going to be here. I'm not. Well, we, let's not get hung up on the details. <laughs> uh, well, it was a like great looky. Yeah, it was a great It look. was, and we have it, and now we will pull it, and there's your looky for the day. Excellent. How many times on average does it take me to do the looky? Three. Yeah, it takes me about three times to get it right. Yeah. Oh, did you hear Amanda? What takes Travis say? one. Yeah, it takes Travis one time. You know what? I've been doing this a long time. I just want I want it to be perfect. I hear some of the stuff Travis lets fly <laughs> by. I want it to be perfect. I want to nail the lookie. So is tomorrow now tomorrow night is not must win, obviously, but John's gonna say I'll John's gonna say I say it's must win. It even is even though must I won't win. be here. Tomorrow is must win. So you agree that it is must win. Yes. Explain. Because any team, the first of all, the math right now, the Lakers only have 23 games left. They're trying to leapfrog multiple teams. Yes. They don't have time to screw around. Like, yep. they have to start winning games. But in particular, the games they are playing against teams directly ahead of them that they're looking to leapfrog, like Golden State, twice over the next two weeks. Yep. They've got a game against the Thunder. They've got another game against Portland, I believe. Yep, they got two against Dallas, who are the six right now. Those are, for all intents and purposes, practically speaking, must win. Yes, by the John Ireland definition, the season does not end if they lose to Golden State. They're not automatically eliminated. But by any realistic, pragmatic standpoint, must win. So Clinton and I had a dispute yesterday, uh, and I think Bergman is, is on Clinton's side of this. I personally think that what we're getting is a sneak preview of next year's Lakers team. Like, I, young guys under team control. I think we're going to see Jared Vanderbilt back. I think we're um, – Malik Beasley's $16 million option. I still think he'll be back. They could use a contract like that, though. Like, if you're looking to make trades, you need contracts 
size like Malik Beasley's. Right. Or what Rui Hachimura or D'Angelo Russell may be getting Hachimura is back. D'Angelo like, is a free agent. Yes. So that'll be a tougher that, – that could be the one place they spend in free agency. So, Andy, let me ask you this way so we can get the right context behind why, why I think it's opposite. If the Lakers don't make the playoffs – let's say they don't even make the play-in, right? Or playoffs. They make the play-in, but they don't make the playoffs. Do you think this is the same team that we see next year, or do you think they move everybody in the offseason? Depends how they looked over the over the. Well, I mean, of, they're not making the playoffs, right? But they could they could go say fifteen I'm not and jumping. eight. What if they and go, miss the playoffs? What if they go thirteen and? 10? But oh, that's okay. That's fine. That's fair though. Like even if they go fifteen and eight, miss the playoffs, do you still think this whole team is going to be stuck around? Why would you not? At least consider bringing back a team that with it's very not what I would do. Young guys, I played seven every, games above five hundred. Why would you not even consider it? Every yeah, I do consider it. Everything that we've seen from Rob Palinka over the last okay. three four years That's has been yes. Everything all, we've seen from Palinka is that he moves everybody in the off season, and we have a whole brand new team every well, single year. Well, that was though in part because they were doing the star hunting thing, right? And then also, once you don't you brought, think that's going to happen? Look, there's it's really. There Kyrie are, Irving by the way, hunting. there are not really it's stars Kyrie Irving on the free hunting. agent market it's this Kyrie year. It's, Irving it's Kyrie hunting. or nothing. Right. But I mean, you don't think that's going to be a, a thought process? I sincerely hope it isn't. I, but I yeah, agree. It could be. Yeah, but, see, I think if they lay a foundation, and by the way, LeBron's going to play a huge role in this. Obviously, everything's going to be run by LeBron and his camp sure. and whether or not these guys come back. But they, he deliberately traded for younger guys who are potentially under t- team control for next year. I think... So I, I'm. Do you think they'll make it? Yes, you I'm, do. I'm having them making the play-in, and here's the thing: if they can make the play-in, that means they are playing as well as anybody in the league because they have to be in order to make the play-in. Like they cannot back into the play-in or the playoffs. It's impossible. The math yeah. doesn't work for them. I I don't. I think it's too little, too late. Okay. I think they're going to miss. Bergman, you think they're going to make it? I do think they're going to make it. Yes, I'm with Andy. I think that I'm they're rooting g- like great. Boss Amanda, do you think they'll make it? I think they will make the plan. I hope they make the plan. Um, it's good for us if they do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I just have a feeling that if we had this core all year long, if we had this lineup all year long, I I think it would be a different story. I think I I think they'd be the six or I think they'd be the five. I really like the group they've got now, but they didn't assemble that group until the trade deadline. And the trade deadline doesn't happen in midseason. It happens later in the year, only 23 games left. I don't think, you know, I, I can see them going 13 and 10. Which is pretty good. It is good. It is good. It's not enough, but it's pretty good. That's but, the problem they're going to have is they may play legitimately well over these last 23 games and just not have enough time. But then it gets to the question Greg asked about, like, do you bring these guys back? To me, if you're looking at a team that clearly plays well off each other, is well-constructed, you can actually have continuity and bringing back D'Angelo, bringing back Hachimura, bringing back Beasley, Vanderbilt, you give yourself more options to make some type of trade if you want to down the road. Part of what's limited the Lakers is they've had no mid-sized contracts. Right, right. Like, this year, they had a lot by their standards. They had, like, two. Yes. Like, that was a lot by yeah. the last couple recent years. Do you think that this team, as currently constructed with all the moves and everything that's happening, if you take it and they let's say they do come back next year, is this team, with everything as currently constructed, good enough to win the West? No. I think it's good so enough then, to then, be a top four team. You think it's good enough, to, Andy? Do you think it's good enough to be a top four team? I think it's good team? enough to at least be a top four team. Top four team, potentially. Yeah. Mm, so State's why would you get break better? that up? So why would I wouldn't break it up? But everything we've here's seen. A, here's the thing, though. Like, if if it's literally, can you win a championship or be a championship front runner? If not, don't do it. The reality is that move doesn't likely exist. Yes. Like there's most no- people think Kyrie makes that the deal. I don't, but most people think that that's the move. I don't really know. LeBron clearly people. recruiting Kyrie I mean, over All Star Weekend. Respectfully to LeBron, if that's what he wants, he's wrong. Like he's just wrong. Yes, I am one hundred percent lockstep in this. I like the idea of Kyrie coming in for a short trip, get him, get him for three weeks, get him for a month at the trade yeah, deadline, because like because he won't do anything crazy during that period of time because he's playing for a contract. You put Kyrie on a two-year deal or a three-year deal or whatever it is, you're signing up for the e-ticket experience. I mean, if you give Kyrie the contract that reportedly he wants, like a four-year deal, his contract would be longer than LeBron's. Yeah. Longer than AD's. That's insanity. Like, that is malpractice. 
You deserve whatever you get if you do that. Yeah. And I know I'm going to be in a minority. I put this out on Twitter when Kyrie requested his trade. And it's like 80% of Laker fans say, yeah, we want Kyrie. I think I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell and this group than I would have Kyrie. Well, you have a better opportunity right now at actual depth, like an actual team. Like, obviously, at the end of the day, if LeBron and AD don't stay healthy, don't stay available, none of this really matters. Yep. But the older LeBron gets, the more reliability with your supporting cast matters. And Anthony Davis, there's already going to be that question about whether he's there anyway. Do you want to have questions about your third guy? Like, is Kyrie more talented offensively than D'Angelo Russell? Yes. Yes. D'Angelo Russell, though, is more reliable than Kyrie, and D'Angelo's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a pretty good player. He's, like, all-star adjacent. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I think He was an all-star once, I think. He was an all-star. Yeah, he was an all-star once. Um, all right, coming up next, we're going to spin the wheel of questions, and then how long is Derek Carr's free agency going to drag along? We will get to that coming up next for you. Mason in Ireland, Andy's in for John 710 ESPN. All right, here we go, wheel of questions, and... Huh. All right, this is a good one. If you, and Boss Amanda, you can respond to this too. Boss Amanda's hanging out today. Uh, If you had the ability to travel to the future and be present for your own funeral, would you? If you had the opportunity to travel to the future and be present at your own funeral, would you? As long as... I was about to say, as long as I don't outlive my parents. I mean, as long as they don't outlive me, because I think right. that feels brutal. Yeah, no, that's, idea that's parents. Brutal. Let's make that as an assumption. Yeah. But then I think about the like wife and daughter. Like, right. <laughs> but don't you want to hear what people I say do, about you? I do actually want to hear what people have to say, and I think people would say nice things, and I think it would be really touching and emotional, but like the idea of witnessing that level of sadness. Right. Whew, so you're saying no? I, I, I'm curious enough. I'm going to say yes. You're going to say yes. Okay, <laughs> say Bergman, yes. you travel in the future. You can attend your own funeral. Hear all the stuff that everybody's going to say about when you. When you first asked the question, the answer was 100% yes, I want to do it. And then Andy said your daughter was right, going to be there. Right. Riley's going to be there. I cannot handle that. There's no way in hell I could watch her being upset and crying, or even if she was happy, like I wouldn't be able to handle that either. So, well, no, I would think no. you wouldn't be able to ha- handle it if she was happy. Well, right? no. Either way, it doesn't matter. Either <laughs> like, way, I'm saying it could be at both. Your funeral sounds okay, like boss Amanda. Was. Uh, no, I really don't care. Don't you care? No, I you don't, don't want to know what people say. No, why? Well, Who dead. cares? You're dead. I know, but I want to know. No, you know now what they're going to say at your funeral. So you know what everybody's going to be saying when you actually go, but you get it in advance. Okay, so if I were there. Oh, and I then, still don't and care. And then I say, oh, he was a jerk to me. I want to know. I want to know. You're going to come back. You're not going to look at me the same. You Correct. Yeah. I'm not going to look exactly. at you the same. So why would you want to know? Why should I if you think I'm a jerk? Right, but why would well, you now would come you back? would you come back? Would you try to fix your behavior so that person doesn't say that oh, in the future at your funeral? See? That's a good. That's a good see, point. You oh. would treat that person better. Maybe we start turning this into like a looper yeah, situation. It is. It's a looper <laughs> going back situation. Yeah. Time. So I think that people should have pre-funerals. So here's the idea. <laughs> what? It's a pre-funeral. This is one of the dumber things you've said. No, no, no. I'm sure. Why don't you hit that button to mark this for the so, tape? Please? So here's the here's what I think should happen. Everybody, when you die, says all these really nice things. And you find out all the love in the world that people had for you and all that stuff. Don't you want that when you're alive? Don't you want to hear all the nice stuff that people are going to say before you go? It's a pre-funeral. Well, how about just start complimenting your friends and you all just have conversations with each other about each other now? But don't you want the tribute? Don't you want to hear the tribute while no. you're still alive? No. Come on, people go all out on the tribute to eulogy. I honestly don't care what anybody's going to say at my funeral. Oh, God. I, I want to get no, cremated. I'm so fixated Same. Well, I'm going to be cremated, Burn too, me. but there's still yeah. going to be a, a ceremony, a no, little ceremony. No, just put me in a coffee can or something. Okay, I got an idea, guys. <laughs> Let's have a, a pre-funeral for Mason. 
When? Okay. Ooh. The fun and games department, can we get on that? Can the we set up a pre-funeral for Mason to I, make him feel better? I well, we need this. a box, and we need you to lay down I in the box. This. Yes, you have to be oh, in no, the box this is while weird. we do <laughs> No, you know what? It's, a, it's probably not a pre-funeral. It's probably a pre-eulogy. A cardboard box. Here's the problem, It's a pre-eulogy. <laughs> Here's the problem, because we really know Mace isn't dead. This is just going to be the roast all <laughs> it over is, the Yes. Roast. You're right. And we've done that. We've done that. And there's no way, by the way, that you could have this many people in one area and a spotlight and you just sit calmly saying nothing in a box. There's no way you can hold out. You're right. You're right. I th- I think the pre-funeral, I- so uh, I know somebody who, uh, they're, okay, let me see if I can do this. So somebody, uh, a 90-year-old lady, okay, and the family wanted to sort of set her up in a place so people could come and greet her. She wasn't, she wasn't, gravely ill but she was still alive and they wanted people to be able to come in and say hey it was great remember that time we all that kind of stuff see i'd like to have that early because i'm going to be gone for the actual ceremony someone just pointed out uh on on twitter and this sounded familiar this is i think an episode of curb your enthusiasm is it i think it actually is did they have pre-funerals i i think either larry or one of larry's friends had a pre-funeral Interesting. Because this sounds now vaguely familiar. Google pre-funeral. I see, I see it. No, no, no. Uh, actually, Parker in the back just sent it to me, or it's either Parker or DeAndre. They just sent it to me on, but I, it's a four-minute clip, so I can't pre- watch it. Oh, anymore. and it is a, a Pure, curb? Pre-funeral scene, curb your enthusiasm. I don't know. Right on here also who it's for. Is oh, it for okay. So here's another one. How to plan a living funeral. That's kind of what I'm talking A living funeral. So a funeral while... You're still alive. With Albert Brooks, apparently, oh, Cappy God. says. I'm so happy funny. to tell you what I would say at your funeral. Okay. Oh, boy. You're a pain in the ass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. But you said that with love. All love. All love. Yes. Jorge, what would you say at my funeral? Let me think about it. That's yes. what you would say. <laughs> you would say, let me think about it, and then walk off. Let me think about it. Bergman? <laughs> I would actually say that you are one of the more generous human beings I've ever met in my life. Oh. That's nice. Oh, he just though. wants a Christmas gift. <laughs> oh, I, like that. I do. It's true. And a birthday gift. It's true. He's taken me to more and things than anybody. He's taken me to more sporting events and done more. Oh, for me so than that's why? Just because he takes you places and that's pays generosity. for things. That's generous. What else do you think? He it said is? generous. It's generosity. It's Andy? not just his friendship. I, I, I well, would... it is his friend, but I gave the the generosity yeah, I lo- part. I love that man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you're you. welcome. See, I wasn't going to give you hell like everybody else. No, I would say that, and I mean this sincerely. You've been incredibly good to me over the years. You've looked out for me. A lot. <laughs> and, and it makes me very happy that you're going out exactly the way you wanted, which is everybody staring at you, yes. talking about you, <laughs> making you the day. That is exactly, exactly how you'd want to go exactly. out. Exactly. That's a good way to go. Yeah, a good it makes way me to go. Happy knowing it Do you have out. a plan for how you're actually going to go? Like, I, I already know. Uh, I'm, this is I'm, getting morbid. I'm part of the coffee can crowd. I do agree with See? that. Uh, but. Out of Venice Beach, a little bit, you know, some friends, ga- that bit. kind of thing. Are that you kind of thing. Them? Yeah, I'm going to sprinkle them at Venice Beach, okay. where I've done most of my damage. All right, let's get off this. Put me in a Nescafe can. <laughs> a Nescafe <laughs> can. I'll take Folgers. You didn't want to be John Ireland anymore? No, I know. I did go down the John Ireland was, road, didn't the serious did. road? Very much. The serious, the serious Although road. you guys morbid. started it. How? No, what? You, you asked the your question. Your question is about members. going to a funeral. Yeah, but yeah. you brought up family members and grieving and all that stuff. What other way were we supposed to take it when you bring up going to your funeral? More like a tribute. <laughs> More like a tribute. Yeah. Attention. A tribute. <laughs> a tribute. You're talking about wanting to have a pre-funeral? A pre-funeral. Apparently it was not an original thought. All right, so uh, Derek Carr is a free agent. And he is touring the nation. He was with the Jets, I guess, for a couple of days. He was with New Orleans. He visited there. Uh, I think he went to Carolina. He's gone to a number of places now. And his brother, David Carr, who was a longtime NFL quarterback, uh, says that this is going to go on for a while. Uh, He was asked about the Jets trip, and I'm not sure why David Carr is speaking out for Derek, but he said he had a great trip. It's honestly going to be a long process, though. He really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those three places. So he wants to do his due diligence and see how many places he can get to uh, so he can find the place that feels best for him. Why is David Carr out speaking for Derek? And why are they extending this process to the degree that they are? Well, as far as why is David speaking for Derek, it's because I think Derek doesn't want to speak for himself. I think he he doesn't want to be the one – 
probably putting voice to something that he can't walk back. Right. So his brother, who played in the NFL, has a certain amount of uh, credibility. Yeah, right. Speaking for him. As far as the play, you know, stretching it out, I'd be careful if I was Derek Carr. Because, like, you're a good quarterback. You're solid. Yeah. But you're not so good that other teams couldn't just decide, you know what, we'll snatch up this guy while he's available. Snatch up that guy while you're available. Like, you spl- you slow play this thing too much. Yeah. You could find yourself not with the options that you want. Bergman, you're a Raiders fan. Do you think the Raiders did the right thing when they cut Derek Carr? Yes, 100%. Because? Because he wasn't a very good quarterback last year, he, especially when he got into the red zone. He could not make the passes. The passes that he was throwing downfield to Devontae were not making it to them. He was making poor reads. He threw into coverage. It was not a good situation at all. Okay. So, Raiders starting quarterback week one. I've got the odds for uh, for who the quarterback Aaron is going to be. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers at one to two. He's the favorite. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is six to one. He's the third pick. You know who's second? Lamar Jackson. Nope. Uh, Lamar Jackson's nine to two. I, th- I don't think that's happening. I think they're going to franchise him or sign him. Probably. But Jared Stidham. Second pick. Okay, so here's the thing with you Jared Stidham. You want to go into the year with Jared Stidham? Okay. It sounds ridiculous. However... If you don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think you stick with Jared Stidham, and then you just basically tank the year and get Caleb Williams. Can you really go through See, like, I've thought about that, too, as a Rams fan. I thought, hey, man, wouldn't it be great to get Caleb Williams? He's going to be one of those guys, he right? Gonna he's going to be, gonna be the Mahomes. He's going to be the, the, uh, the Burrow. He's going to be the Allen. He's going to yep. be that guy. But I don't want to live through a season where it's that bad. I don't want to live through a – two and 15 season a three and 16 season is that re- well, by the way the math is terrible <laughs> three and 16 you're getting 19 16, games you know, in there. three and three and he's three just and, adding games three and 16 three but you and, made the playoffs somehow three and, 13, three and 14 <laughs> three and 14 season look does that not crush you okay soul crushing to go through a three and 14 season you, to get caleb williams you need to understand something mace mm. you are a rams fan correct and you just won a super bowl and went to two super bowls in the last what four years yes something like that the Raiders are always eight and nine, or always eight and eight before they went to seventeen games. Just in the and playoffs this, last year. No, last year. Well, last year they didn't make the playoffs. They were supposed to be I one mean, of the last best. Year. Yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be one of the best teams in football last year because of everything that they put together, and they were terrible. I've already been through this before. I can wait another year and see Caleb Williams as my starting quarterback, who will be there forever. You know what I think the difference is. And he's a Trojan, by the way. I have to. I, I know. I have to live through that season. Like I would say, wouldn't you it live be great through a Caleb Williams? How did it feel living through this Terrible. season with the Rams? It was miserable. It was yeah, absolutely miserable all year long. You were absolutely fine. miserable. Writing off the season. What a what a train wreck. What but a grease fire. But what if a you had had a first round pick, you might have felt more excited about what could be coming down the line. Ding ding ding. Like if you have a first round pick, I'd much rather be three and fourteen. Than seven and eleven, or seven and 10. middle of the pack. Yeah. Oh, middle middle of the pack's the worst, particularly if you don't have anything to help make it better. You either want to be terrible or great. You don't want to be middle of the pack, and that's what the Raiders always are. They're middle, middle of the, of the pack, middle of the anyway. pack. Yeah. So you I don't, don't get a pick. That. So you're willing to go through a three and fourteen season. Hundred percent. If I'm getting Caleb Williams. Wow. Yeah, see, I don't want to lose. But no, that. but I would rather have Aaron Rodgers and make a run at the playoffs with Devontae Adams and hopefully having a little bit of better defense. I would much rather have that. But if I don't get Aaron Rodgers, then yes. He's tank out of his it. cave, by the way. <laughs> Left the cave. He's looking. He's officially looking. Out of the darkness. Exactly. All right, coming up next for you, uh, let's do uh let's do this. Interesting. Jim Bowden wrote a piece. Uh by the way, I'm so Excited for baseball season. Jim Bowden wrote a piece that's really fascinating. The idea is if they added two more teams to Major League Baseball, how would they realign it? It's really, really cool. Uh, Plus, I've got a date with my mom on Saturday. I'll explain. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN.